0: Insight. Innovation. Transformation. Welcome to the Change Healthcare Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Change Healthcare Podcast. I'm Anuj Sai with the partnership team at Change Healthcare, and today I'll be talking to Mike Russell, founder and CEO of Monument. Monument is an innovative company focused on online alcohol treatment that is opening doors in ways that were previously not possible for people struggling with alcohol use. Hi, Mike, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. We're excited to hear all about Monument today. Uh, But first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, so my name is Mike. I'm one of the co-founders and the CEO of Monument. Uh, Monument was very much a uh, product of my own personal experiences um, trying to navigate the world of, of alcohol use disorder. And you know, some of the discoveries and research I found along the way that really worked for me are infused within the company and, and the experience of the treatment itself. So it's uh, something I'm really proud of and you know, something that, that really actually helps people. Um so it's really been a, a pleasure kind of working on this business so far.
1: That's great. So so you, you talk about your personal experience. So what motivated you to start an, an alcohol online treatment program?
2: Yeah, so I've I've been a co-founder of six or seven different tech companies wow. and what I do is I, I just have an idea list. Um, I keep it in Google Sheets and anytime something is harder than it should be or doesn't exist or I'm looking for something you know and I can't find it I just write it down. You know maybe it's not even a formulated idea it might just be a thought and I'm constantly kind of going in and cleaning up the the sheet, moving the better ideas to the top. And um, I guess, you know, now three, four years ago, whatever it was, um, you know, I want I wanted to stop drinking alcohol, but I didn't drink a lot. I didn't drink frequently, maybe once a month, you know, maybe less frequent than that. So when I went out to uh, to kind of look for help because I, I couldn't stop on my own. I was a trigger, I would trigger, right? And, and I would say, okay, I'm gonna have one drink, but inevitably it was never one drink and I just needed a little bit of help to stop. I didn't want to drink it and crave alcohol. I just didn't like it. And everything out there was built for the, um, I would say more frequent drinker, somebody who's drinking uh, more alcohol, sometimes as frequently as daily, right? And I was sitting there drinking once a month. So there was nothing built for me. And you know, I did some research and I went to a couple of different centers and ultimately ended up finding out about this medication called Desulfiram from a friend of mine who took it. And what that does is it basically breaks down my ability to metabolize alcohol. So I take it in the morning and that was kind of enough to, you know, if I go to the dinner with my friends or I have a trigger, I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't drink. I'm going to get sick if I, if I drink. And that broke the pattern. Right. But I didn't know that was out there. And I wasn't thinking about it as a business at this point. I was just, you know, I really just wanted to stop drinking. Um, But the next step was really interesting because I didn't know it at the time, but everybody kept telling me, you know, you're so angry, so emotional, you're so impulsive. All of these kind of mental health issues that I never experienced before rose to the kind of top of the surface um, after I stopped drinking. And I learned through that experience that, hey, stopping drinking is kind of this part one here, you know, and you have to really address all those mental health issues through certain types of therapy um, in order to kind of lower the, the risk of relapse and to really kind of get to a place where you're where you're happy and sustaining, right? And that was really the basis of kind of evidence-based treatment, which after I kind of put it together in my head, it actually existed out there. Um, but my thought was, you know, I was running a company called Painson at the time. We had sold it. I was doing my earn out. I was kind of looking for my next business. So I went to my Google sheet. and I saw, oh, alcohol, you know, treatment for those that are, you know, not drinking too often. I think they wrote something like real vague. I started researching and I couldn't believe it. It was like 40 million, Americans have struggled with alcohol, right? That's a lot of people. Um, economic costs of 260 billion. Wow, That is insane. i just give you an idea. Cancer is hundred billion, almost three times more costly to the economy than cancer. So I was like, wow, this is like a serious problem. There's like one in 10 people that need treatment are actually getting it. And there was no, no data on, on the effectiveness of treatment anywhere. So I kind of saw this as like a major, major health issue. I was really thinking about it as a business. I was thinking like, whoa, this, this worked for me. I bet you a lot of people that struggle here are not necess- are more like me, they might be more like me than how we think about you know, an, an alcoholic or how society views that. And that was kind of the thesis. We would deliver it digitally through video chat with a physician and video chat with a therapist. You would get the medication prescribed by the physician if the physician and the patient felt that it was right for them. And you know, it would be something that someone would be able to kind of in the privacy of their own home, their office, that they can kind of continue with their life without stopping everything and still make progress, right? So that was it. And we pushed forward and, you know, Amanda, you know, who I believe you our VP of Marketing, since sitting on the call, she was our first hire. And now we have um, approaching 30 employees and um, over 30,000 on the platform, which is pretty incredible.
1: That, that, that's super exciting. And and just to frame it up again, I mean, you, you were living your life, you were doing a job, everything, and you realized you might have challenges the alcohol is that is that right you weren't like is that how you describe yourself as as just as you recognize there was a challenge that you needed to yeah I
2: mean listen I just came to terms with the fact that I didn't want to drink anymore yeah and I couldn't stop I do it you know it's like what's the definition of insanity it's doing the same thing over and over and over again thinking there's going to be a different outcome right and I knew I came I said I need something different to kind of break this this cycle um, and that's kind of what, what I found it took months and months for me to to figure this out. Um, But yeah, I think now we we offer it through joinmonument.com. And like I said, we're seeing kind of results and and outcomes that are mind blowing um, and improving stuff.
1: Yeah, what are some some things that make it Monument unique? I mean, we're seeing in the digital space, a number of uh, companies out there that are focused on alcohol treatment now. Um, I'm curious if you can tell us a little bit about what makes Monument unique.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, first and foremost, we're, we're specifically vertically focused on alcohol use disorder. Okay. Right? That's all we treat. Our, our belief is that, you know, the, some of the lower kind of um, uh, diagnosis of alcohol use disorder can be treated effectively through, through a digital platform, right? And we're, we're starting to be able to prove that. And I think it's just a maniacal focus on that. Some of the other companies out there you see are more horizontal, um, which is great, right? We want as many companies out there treating you know addiction as, as possible, but we're really getting into the weeds here um, all the way down to kind of what does treatment look like, what works for certain types of people, different ages, different demographics, right? We have unbelievable data. We're starting to be able to customize treatment plans and we're just gonna continue to get better and everything is solely focused on health outcomes. It's our North Star KPI. It's all we care about delivering better treatment, right? And we do it at a lower cost, but it's just getting people into treatment that is going to yield better results is the key to our business.
1: So Mike, can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, the Monument Treatment Plans?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when a member joins treatment, um, they put in a little bit of information and we suggest a plan to them. Typically that plan will um, include access to a physician, video chat that's where you'll start and you're really meeting with your physician to discuss medication options right now treatment right now is medication plus therapy Uh, it's a specific type of therapy which i'll talk about so the first step is to talk to that it's a physician uh board certified physician who really understands the medication and if the physician feels it's right for the member and the member agrees uh they can put the script right in and and it's fulfilled and mailed right to the member's house right so it's super safe and they're generic medications they're non-controlled substances they're not addictive they're not you know um, at at risk of you know really being abused right and I think that's step one step two is the therapy piece right typically that happens either twice a month or every week and that therapy is is not talk therapy you know how are you doing today it's it's really designed to address specific mental health issues that will arise when somebody changes their drinking patterns after a long period of time, when they change their relationship with alcohol, right? And, and in my mind, there's you know, ways to kind of set your goals and at the end of the therapy, really measure success or failure, right? I think that's what's unique about how we think about therapy is, did this work or not, right? And, and if it didn't, let's reset and kind of figure out how to make it work. So, so that's what treatment looks like today. Um, it's a combination of those two. And as we learn, as we get more data, as we see what works and what doesn't, we'll be building more um, more features into treatment, which are going to hopefully yield better health outcomes.
1: Hey, can you talk about some what are, what's some of the outcomes you've seen so far in, in your initial launch?
2: Yeah, so it's funny, we just, um, it, it took us a while. So we launched about 16 months ago, Got right? On. Which kind of feels like 16 years ago at this point. Yeah. It's been through a lot, but it's challenging, right? We're, we're asking members to take a chance on digital alcohol use disorder treatment, something that did not exist prior, right? And, and take a shot on us. And, you know, we have to educate, we have to build trust, and, you know, hopefully they join, but they join our community, right? And what we do in the community is we educate and we connect, right? We build relationships. We allow people to learn through two different ways reading, um, reading from things the clinicians write, articles and blogs from professionals, right? And then also interacting with other members. How did I learn about the medication? Through a friend. So those are the two ways that that people learn. And we want people to kind of get to that place where they know, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the treatment I need. And that might not be Monument, right? And if it's not, we still want to get them to the right place. We don't want to put them into the Monument treatment plan if it's not right for them. But I think once once they're in Monument, we are seeing now we ran a white paper, um, which is on our website. And you know, we're showing some of the engagement stats, right? And we're showing kind of um, you know, engagement and reordering of medication, attendance of, of therapy sessions, you know, and there's some self-reported data around um, if someone drank or someone didn't drink, uh, also from the clinicians as well. And when it rolls all up, it looks really good. And the most expensive plan we have right now in a cash pay plan is $249 a month. Right, so you're getting the value there with better outcomes that you might be paying twenty thousand for down the street. So something that's we're really proud of. Yeah, that's
1: great. And, and then you know, as you look at Monument trying to get to your audience, like what misconceptions exist about alcohol use out there? I mean, because I, I know some people think there's a stigma around it. Or how, how do you, how do you get people to recognize that they maybe can get help here?
2: Yeah, I think you know, again, it's about lowering the barriers of entry, right? Yeah. Go in your room put an anonymous username and join our community for free. You know read, talk to people, learn, right And you could kind of self-identify self kind of okay, this is where I stand. this is you know, where what I should do you know based upon what other people have done that have worked for them. right It's educating and it's educating in a, in a seamless, easy, you know non costly private way. I think that that's like the key, right. And from there, once people build up the confidence well, not only with our with our company but with their knowledge, it's then easier to take that second step of joining a treatment plan, right? Prior to us, it was, it was a lot about like, oh, you got to walk into a center. You have to see people. It's like a big hurdle, right? Yeah. I think this makes it a lot easier uh, for people is kind of what we're seeing.
1: And, and do you find that people um, stay engaged after a certain time period? Do you have any statistics <laughs> on how, how engaged people are over a certain period of time?
2: Yeah, I mean, in- engagement is incredibly high. Um, I think one thing we, we're seeing is like, people are craving solutions. They're craving it, right? There's there historically hasn't been much out there for people. Um, certainly not much that's affordable, right? And but, you know, like me, I just wanted to stop. I wanted to stop drinking so bad. I would have tried ever, anything. Got you know, it. and I was talking to everybody. It's just something I just really didn't want to do anymore. So, you know, I think once somebody's in and they're committed, they engage and, and they're motivated. And you know, our treatment's built a, a lot around keeping that motivation. And also if people, we're seeing people disengage right we're seeing them not attend that that kind of triggers a notification and the clinicians can then work harder to re-engage them but you know we want people to feel when you relapse if you do relapse if you miss an appointment that's okay yeah it's totally fine it happens to everybody at some point stick with it
0: you're listening to the change healthcare podcast we're enabling a better more efficient healthcare system whether you need to improve operational efficiency, optimize financial performance, or enhance the consumer experience, we offer the industry insight and innovative technology to help you meet your objectives. Learn more at changehealthcare.com.
1: You know, I'm curious to your thoughts on how COVID has impacted, you know, alcohol, you know, abuse, for example. I mean, people were stuck in lockdown. A lot of people have had a lot of grief over the last, you know, two years with people dying or being sick. Have you seen any impact... Um in, in your platform or looking people looking for treatments because of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, so there's two different parts to this, right? I think the, yeah. the bad news is um, you know, during COVID, you know, alcohol consumption went through the roof. Yeah. Right? And unfortunately, tr- people were disconnected from their treatment programs as a result of COVID while they were drinking more, right? There was you know isolation, there was anxiety, there was depression, there's people are dealing with all kinds of stuff. Life was turned upside down and alcohol, people turned to alcohol because, you know, number one, the stores were open. And number two, because it, you know, in the short term, it kind of gets rid of that stress and that, yeah. that depression, right? But in the long term, it makes it worse. So and we saw that go through the roof. I, I think the good news, you know, at least for what we were trying to do, was people started to adopt technologies that they might not have adopted otherwise, right? right? And giving things a chance, like monument. So so monument, you know, we've been building monuments since 2018, 2019, and we were in a beta in January, 2020. And we launched in May, 2020, totally by coincidence into COVID, that was our launch date. And we took advantage of it. We, 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 had, we knew we had therapists, moderated support groups, and we knew we could get these out at a national level, right? So we were looking at it as a revenue stream. We waived, the, we waived the, the cost to attend a group. We subsidized the cost of the therapist. And we were able to really work with a lot of great advertising partners who donated ads and billboards to us. So we could reach people and say, hey, listen, there's a platform, it's digital. There's therapist groups, they're free, join as it relates to alcohol. Cause that was becoming like a big problem. I'm not sure if you remember but alcohol consumption increasing was all over the news. Yeah, it's all. Um, and I think, you know, maybe at least a little part we were able to help help kind of manage that and get people back on track or, or into a good place.
1: So like for, so today, how, how do um, consumers hear about, about Monument? Like what, what are the channels that, that um, people approach your platform from?
2: There's so many different, different ways, right? Like we see, I think what's pretty cool is like, we see over 50% of, of people coming in that are not attributed to any advertising, right? So, you know, it's maybe they heard from a friend, they went direct to the site, we see, uh, we're showing up nicely in organic um, search, right? So keywords we we place really nicely for. Um, and then we have like all sorts of diversified advertising ranging from, you know, the standard, uh, you know, advertising on across Facebook, Instagram, Google, but also, you know, we have uh, audio advertising and we have all kinds of, different things that we're always testing, looking for new channels. So it's really a combination of all those things. Plus we put out a ton of content. Our social media is insanely awesome. I think, and I'm something I'm really proud of the team for. It's just like, there's so much education there. It's really good content and a lot of people read it and then they move over and and they sign up for the platform. So social and content, and we have amazing clinicians that want to help people beyond their responsibility. They write articles, they publish content. You know, and, and we circulate it. So there's just there's just a lot of different ways people are coming in the phone. Yeah,
1: that's great. And then with with the providers, do you work with like healthcare providers at all to you know uh, offer them or, or complement their offerings with an online um, uh, program? Is that is that something you've seen a little bit growth on too?
2: Yeah, so we do work with providers. What we try to do is just be top of mind for you know for doctors, just in case something comes sure. up with with a patient that is struggling that might kind of you know, wanna learn more. That's the whole key. We're not selling the treatment, we're selling the, the community piece. Just come in for free and don't join treatment if you're not comfortable, don't join if it's not right, but educate yourself, right? So so we try to align with providers, um, insurance companies. That's a huge next step for us, right? So we signed uh, a major national deal with one of the largest payers in the, in the world, in the country. Um, and we're gonna be working closely with, you know, three or four more right now to sign within I would say the next 30 days. Okay. And You know, we will be covering you know, critical mass of the insured population will be able to, in the next you know quarter or two, upload their insurance um, and, you know, have automated benefits check and see kind of their coverage and their co-pays, right? Something that a uh, partnership with with uh, you guys kind of like would make a lot of sense. With So that's something really exciting to see is like kind of phase one was the cash pay, let's keep the costs as low as possible. Phase two, let's prove that this works. There's $260 billion of economic costs a year Let's show that we can reduce that significantly, and let's you know work with the payers to say, you know, hey, it makes more sense here from a not only a, a benefit to the patient and better outcomes, but from a cost savings perspective to get people into monument.
1: I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, and do Do you ever see employers getting involved in this too, like as a benefit for um, for their uh, members or their for their um, employees?
2: Yeah. Listen, I in a perfect world, everyone gets gets behind it and gets involved, right? I think there are certain employers that are unbelievable at building trust between employer and employee, right? I think there's other employers that have a long way to go. And, you know, generally this isn't like going, you know, looking at your health insurance for back pain or, or foot cramps, right? People actually are currently paying out of pocket tens of thousands of dollars instead of using insurance, which would cover that, just because they're scared, their employer might find out that they have a problem with alcohol, yeah. right? That trust needs to kind of, that, that gap needs to be kind of filled and the trust needs to be built, right? And I think, like I said, there's some great organizations where that's gonna work awesome. And there's others that, that have a ways to go. But I think one day in a perfect world, everyone feels comfortable talking about this as a medical condition and employers embrace it, give great treatment options that they cover, right? That's, that's where I hope it goes. That,
1: that, that's great. You know, on a, a different topic I, I've heard on, um you talk about, or I've heard um, your company talk about, you know, like people are now going back to work again, right? They're gonna be meeting groups again and so on. And right now, you know, people always go to happy hours and they do like social events, et cetera, that involve alcohol. So I mean, what's your sense on how can employers be more compassionate to their employees and be more inclusive um, in other types of events outside of alcohol being the center of it? I'm curious, your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, Listen, let's put, the, let's, put the, let's put what I do, what we do for a living aside, right? Yeah. There's so many awesome things to do that aren't just kind of in a bar drinking liquor, right? And, you know, I've seen it over and over again where that just ends badly, you know, for, for people, right? Maybe sure. it's fun for some, but not for others, right? You have people that feel kind of isolated. You have others that drink too much and do things that they regret, right? And it's fun. But what's really fun is escape the room is some sort of, you know, outdoor team building exercise. There's a million things, bowling, right? We do bowling, right? There's so many fun things. We started thinking about doing events without alcohol. We're just like, now it's all of a sudden there's so much to do. We can't even think of like, it's hard to make yeah, a decision, certainly. right? Yeah. But prior we're like, oh, let's just find this. And you know, it's the three hour, and people like it and honestly it creates better relationships. It creates better friendships in the in the company, better culture, right? To do different activities, not just kind of alcohol in a, in a room. So, um, you know, all things aside, try different stuff, you know, try cool stuff for your, for your teams and you'll see the teams get stronger.
1: Yeah, I, you said Monument launched right before the pandemic, right around when the pandemic, hit, right? Were there any things you guys did at Monument that you're excited about or are proud about in terms of how you brought your team together?
2: Yeah, listen, we have some incredible people at this organization and it's not their job. They're not in charge of each other, they're not in charge of culture, but they took the initiative to make sure that we kept as much culture, and as, as much kind of you know, in contact and relationships as we could through Zoom, right? So uh, again, I, I talk about it, so Amanda and, and Jacob, who, who's in finance, right? But They're kind of pulling it together. We're doing team building activities on Zoom, right? And even if we do that once a month or, or twice a month, we're still all getting together and we're having fun. Sometimes it's an epic disaster, right? We, we work with the company that comes and does a Zoom team building exercise. It goes wrong, but it's still fun and everybody's interacting and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the team really did an amazing job with that. And we had some times where we were able to get together outside at, at different parks and stuff too, and see each other. I can tell you, I'm really excited to get back into an office and to kind of start, you know, getting to know Absolutely. people and working together. So. Yeah, that's great. So, Mike,
1: as you look about growth, what are some challenges you um, you have as a company, or and that you're looking to solve?
2: Yeah, so I think as, as we think about scale, you know, we think a lot about you know technology and what what we're going to build, right? What we need to build internally, um, and you know, things we can technology and products we can partner on, right? So, for example, change change healthcare, right? You guys offers so many different solutions, you know, ranging from insurance products, you know, to uh, automated benefits checks to revenue cycle management, helping with claims and processing claims. But on, on the flip side, you know, there's there's even support with a call center, you know, so it's totally customized, right? So when it makes sense, we're not going to build it if we have a great partner that can also offer it and service it for us, right? If it's already existing, so it's kind of weighing the balance of of build versus buy, um, and working with really amazing partners. To ensure that we maintain the quality that we expect uh, to be delivering to our members.
1: You know, I'm curious you, your own personal thoughts. Um, I know you've said you're a serial entrepreneur, done a lot of startups. You know, in in uh, technology, but I, I don't know how many you've done healthcare. I'm curious your thoughts on you know lessons you've learned so far for other other entrepreneurs that might be listening about you know, digital health and maybe how it's different than or similar compared to other um, you know, businesses you've run in the past.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. We're a consumer health tech company, right? Which pre-COVID wasn't necessarily like generally accepted by anybody, right? You always have to be B2B. Well, you you got to do this B2B. Yeah. And I guess the thought was, you know, I don't think this necessarily works out of the gates going to employers because of the stigma, right? I think people are really going to like this as a consumer brand where they feel private and safe. Um, so I think number one, you got to kind of... St- Stick with your gut, and number two is, on a consumer healthcare company, this is new to everybody, right? Even if it's it's a sort of a, a service that people are used to, it's still being offered through a digital platform, and consumer healthcare is kind of at its infancy stages, right? So it's hard, and there's a lot of education, and there's a lot of product iteration, and I think we've been successful due to the strengths of our design, our product, and our engineering teams, right? Driving traffic now, you know, we have gotten incrementally better at kind of uh, getting people from community, getting them the info they need, getting the right people into treatment and making sure they stay engaged, right? And that's a lot of it's due to product iteration, messaging and all that kind of stuff changing and evolving over time. So, you know, I just say, be prepared, it's hard, you know, and uh, at the end of the day, like you really wanna focus on health outcomes. Like that's the thing, not cost reduction, not growth, health outcomes. If you're improving people's outcomes, you're gonna also have a great business too. But that's gotta yeah. be the key.
1: Yeah, got it. And, and so, you know, as you look to the future of Monument, what are some things you're most excited about? Like, what's next for Monument,
2: put that way? Yeah, I mean, as we've been primarily like a D2C business, right? Um, we're now gonna start, you know, like I said, in the next quarter or two, we're gonna start moving in uh, insurance coverage in the D2C side of the business. So I'm really excited for that, right? I just firmly believe everybody should be able to get treatment. Um, either free or at an affordable price, no matter where you are, who you are, how much money you make, right? This needs to be accessible and affordable to everybody. And uh, that's something I'm, I'm really passionate about and excited yeah. for. So that's number one. Number two on the commercial side is building out the relationships with the insurance companies. Got Cause it. now we can kind of work there and say, okay, if your members fit the profile, this is gonna work. We can bring them over. You know, insurance company, you're going you're gonna to save money, but we know at the end of the day, there's going to be better health outcomes for people than if they were to go elsewhere, right? So that's something I'm also looking forward to. I think
1: that's great. And, and so if folks want to get involved with Monument, how, how do they get started? How do they learn more?
2: It's super simple. Um, you can do it right from your phone or your computer. And you go to joinmonument.com and it's private. You put in a username, which you can make up. And you can go into the community. And the community is really a forum. You can interact with other community members all anonymously. You can browse resources and tools and educate yourself. And then we have specific themed therapist moderated support groups, which are still subsidized by us, so they're free. So you can attend those groups and they're really great. You can interact with, with other members. And um, you know, what's really amazing, just to sorry, a sidetrack tidbit, when people join these groups, they're all off camera, right? It's a video group. Okay. But you start to see people come back and, and start to see people start to go on camera, right? And that means they're getting comfortable, and that's like really awesome to watch. Um, so these uh, groups are really powerful and again, easy, anonymous, and free. Great.
1: Well, Mike, thank you so much. Any any last words? Any anything else you want to add about Monument?
2: Oh, it's it's a, a very passionate about the company. Great. Yeah. And yeah, really honored just to to be on with you and to talk about it.
1: That's great. Well, Mike, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time today. And uh, thanks thanks to the audience for joining our Change Healthcare podcast. Uh, we look forward to um, talk, speaking to you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Change Healthcare podcast. We're focused on accelerating the transformation of the healthcare system through the power of the Change Healthcare platform. We provide data and analytics-driven solutions to improve clinical, financial, administrative, and patient engagement outcomes in the U.S. healthcare system. Learn more at changehealthcare.com.